Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. It is a pleasure to be back on board to talk hockey with you once again today. It's been about, mm, about two and a half weeks, 16 days, so not that long since the season preview. Hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't listened to it yet, please backtrack and listen to that after this one if you could would be greatly appreciated um it's the regular season we've got two games to review first and foremost we'll talk about a couple of the transactions that took place since the uh the last episode uh well ryan carter did not make the team after all uh it's so shoulder issues and well it's kind of like it's kind of up in the air for him now so he was released from the tryout unfortunately but the wild did claim Timo Polkinen off of waivers, and he's kind of a speedster and such. Well, he's not that fast, but he's got this. He's, he's got scoring skills and such. A lot of people see him as uh, one of those Detroit Red Wing players that just a skill player who tends to show up. You know, one of those guys that was taken in the mid to later rounds that ends up being something in this league. The Detroit Red Wings tried to send him down, but obviously you had to put him on waivers. You had to clear waivers to get to the minor league AHL affiliate of the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> and the Wild were able to pluck him. So, very cool. Timo Pulkinen, who is 24 years old at this stage. He'll be turning 25 at the beginning of the year, January 2nd. Um, fourth round pick, 111th overall in 2010. So, the same draft as Mikhail Granlund and others out there. Uh, Tarasenko, dare I say. That's a name we're going to be bringing up very shortly. Pulkinen, so far in his career, nothing special. He's more, more been more of a fourth line player, kind of a skilled fourth line guy. Certainly not a physical player. He's five foot eleven. He's not as fast as people would like to believe. I suppose that's one of the talkers out there. But he does have a scoring ability. He has a knack to score, and he's been fantastic in the AHL level. He's he's been he scored thirty four goals and six and, and uh, thirty goals the year before with their affiliate over there. 64 goals the past two years in the AHL. In the NHL, well, in 2013-14, he finally debuted, played only three games, no goals in that situation. Uh, the next year, 31 games, eight points, five goals, three assists. The next year, that being just last year, in 36 games, six goals, six assists for, of course, 12 points. 
was a plus minus of two. He was a plus minus of plus five the year before. So not bad. I mean, a small sample size, but not the worst thing you ever saw. Um, kind of imagine this is a regular season here. 72 games, 11 goals, 9 assists, 20 points. Well, it's not that bad. Um, I, I think he's an NHL caliber player. Uh, I've liked what I've seen out of him so far. Again, nothing spectacular. Um, he has a quickness to him. He's not fast, but he's quick, if that makes sense. He's very skilled with the stick and such. Yet at the same time, uh, well, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't call him a top six player yet at this stage, but hopefully he can continue to develop. He is 24 years old, though, so he's not exactly like a 19-year-old. Um, he is what he is. He'll be a bottom bottom six forward for the Wild, most likely this season, unless somebody else emerges, like Erickson Eck, who unfortunately was sent down to the AHL. It looked like he was going to make the team but ultimately sent down due to salary cap and, and visa issues, you know, the whole, yeah, the whole uh, citizenship stuff going on. So that's kind of a pain in the butt. So he's gone and uh, he's down in Iowa, despite the fact, well, it's one of those deals where he can play, was it nine games? And if he gets to a 10th game, it will be, it, it will count as his first year of eligibility with the Wild. So, unfortunately, he would, you'd lose one of the years of, of his rights if you do that, if you keep him on too long. I mean, the, the Wild did that with Dumbo a few years ago, and, well, he's here, so it doesn't really matter. We, we're, we're not losing him at this stage, so that's good. Um, so, we'll see what happens with Polkin, ah, Polkin and with uh, Erickson Eck down in Iowa. That's going to be interesting to, to watch. Uh, maybe he'll come back up to the NHL. So far, the fourth line has been Zach Dulp. That's who's been the guy who's made the team, I guess, kind of by default. He was sent down, and they were keeping Erickson Eck to be the starting, uh, to be the starting, to be the center of the fourth line. But unfortunately, the whole issue took place with the with the citizenship and the salary cap because Erickson Eck's salary is significantly higher than uh, Zach Dulp uh, at this stage. So there you go. Fourth line of uh, Zucker is on the fourth line right now because Boudreaux is trying to really see what he can do out there, basically trying to test him and such, trying to make him earn it, that type of deal. Uh, Zucker, Polkinen, and of course Zach Dolp on that fourth line. Uh, eventually you may see Alex Tuck, you may see Erickson Eck. Erickson Eck probably most likely will be limited because they may send him just back to, back over to, uh, back over to Europe. So it's one of those deals with that. We'll, we'll, <laughs> Just going to have to let that continue to develop. So here we go. The Wild head to St. Louis to start things off. Scott Trade Center. Good old Scott Trade Center. Oh, I love trading stocks. And and, and I do, but I'm an E-Trade guy, unfortunately. I tried to get in Scott Trade, but it was a little bit more complicated and wound up with E-Trade years ago, and I've been there ever since. <laughs> unfortunately, the Wild, uh, well, they didn't trade stocks too well in this one. Ha ha, real funny, right? Um... It wasn't funny at all. The first trade was so bad. It's just boring and lame. Um, St. Louis was able to score one goal in the period. You might, they might as well have scored more. Uh, they outshot the Wild 14-2, to and it was about six minutes remaining in the first period. The Wild finally got their first shot on goal. Oh, yeah, they shot the puck and everything, but they kept missing. I mean, it was just miss, miss, miss. Nothing was even going on net, and it was so frustrating. Alexander Steen, about midway through, one of the better players, obviously, with the Blues, Scoring his first goal of the season. Paul Stansney getting an assist along the way. Already his third assist because the St. Louis Blues played the night before. So we hoped, the Wild hoped that maybe the St. Louis Blues would be a little bit tired in a back-to-back situation. No such luck. The Blues came out 
they they came out guns a blazing, and unfortunately, here's the Wild getting outshot 14 to two in the first period. It didn't look good at all, but luckily the Wild hang in there. Dumnik made a lot of nice saves, so that was encouraging. But of course, one of the goals along the way very uh, disappointing in this case, and that of course being from Neil Yakupov, who was quite a distance away, just kind of heading towards the net. I mean, maybe I don't know, 25 feet away, just. You know, getting the puck on net, hoping see what happens, create a rebound. Just goes right past Dubnik, or Dubnik gloves it, kind of gloves it. It bounces off his glove and past him in there. So there's there's another Devin Dubnik surprise. Um, I'm not that down on Dubnik, but it's just it's goals like that that can drive you absolutely insane and can change the whole outcome of games. That put the uh, the Blues up two to one after Ryan Sewer with a pretty nice play, uh, creating a turnover. It was of course unassisted for that reason. Nice move, and he beat Jake Allen. Nice play there by Studer scoring his first goal of the season. So that was the good part. Later on in the third period, you had Pajaravi. <laughs> I can't even say it right. I do apologize. He's a, he's a new one for me. Um, Blues just attacking the net, kind of a kind of a three-on-two type of situation. The defense not so great. And, well, there it was uh, for a nice pass from Yakupov. Magnus, I love that name, Magnus. <laughs> Bajarve finishes it, and there you go. And that put the Blues up 3-1. to one. That was early in the third period. It was frustrating. It wasn't like the softest goal ever. It was more defense. I mean, there's just nobody on, on, on the St. Louis Blues in that situation. Pretty frustrating. Charlie Coyle, though, finishing after a spectacular pass from Jason Zucker. Uh, Zach Dalp feeding Zucker. Zucker skating past the line, past the, uh, the goal line, um, and then feeds it from behind the net, kind of behind the net, but obviously further away, if you get the idea. Just angled it just right for Charlie Coyle to bury it for his first goal of the season. That was awesome. Nice pass from Zucker. But unfortunately, the Wild could not finish on multiple chances along the way in the third period, and the Wild lose the season opener in St. Louis, 3-2. to The Wild finally outshoot the Blues in a period, 11-7, to as of course they're, well, they were on the, they were on the offensive and the Blues on the defensive later in that third period, and Wild just could not finish the job. Uh, 0 for 5 on the power play for the Wild. 0 for 3 for the Blues in the power play. So at least the Wild's penalty kill strong with the power play. 0 for 5. So many opportunities the Wild could not finish the job. That was very frustrating. Uh, St. Louis Blues defense pretty strong in this one. It was interesting to see Mike Yo wearing a blue tie on the other side. <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, but there he was. He's the uh, associate head coach of the St. Louis Blues. He'll be taking over next season unless... Uh, Unless Ken Hitchcock changes his mind. No, I don't know. I don't think he can in this situation. But the Blues, 2-0. and They beat the Blackhawks and the Wild. Big, strong start for the St. Louis Blues, a team that I thought was going to drop off a little bit this year. Maybe I'm way off. Uh, nice, youth, nice youth movement for them, and they still have some good, strong veterans as well. And Jake Allen, pretty steady in those first two games against Minnesota and, of course, the Chicago Blackhawks. So now here come the hated Winnipeg Jets. Oh, man. They're kind of turning into a little bit of a Green Bay Packers thing, though, of course, the history. Very small sample size between the Wild and the Winnipeg Jets. Um, luckily, the Wild's home opener record is insane. 14-0-2 um, after this one. The Wild do win 4-3 to officially in the game, but it certainly didn't look like it was going to head that direction. Very late in the third period, after a lot of grinded-out kind of hockey, the Wild looking way better, I have to say, in the first period of this one. Uh, versus most of the St. Louis game. The Wild kind of looked sluggish most of the St. Louis game, very much on the offensive in this situation. But then, nothing's finishing. Hutchinson looks like the best goalie ever. It looks like Ken Dryden, as we always like to say, or 
or uh, uh, Grant Fuhrer, you know, Edmonton Oilers era. I mean, God, that team was stacked, wasn't it? Um, Dubnik gives up what I thought was a little bit of a softy late in the third period against Ayers. Ellers, I can't say. Yeah, Ellers. <laughs> it was a nice move and everything. Nice pass and a uh, uh, nice. Actually, no. What am I talking about? It was. Uh, this was the. This was the turnover from Jonas Brodeen. It was a nice move for Ellers. Not a pass. It was a nice pass from Brodeen. Good pass. Yeah. That. That. That's what triggered it. Brodeen. You know. Obviously, the uh, Devin, du- Devin Dubnik had recently stopped a stopped a goal. Or the the Jets had put a puck on net or near it, something like that. Brodeen trying to feed the puck, doing a cross-ice pass. Ill-advised, right in front of the goal, basically. And Ellers capitalizes, intercepts it, puts a move on Dubnik and finishes. So uh, not a good play by Jonas Brodeen, who I think is better than that. I mean, he's better than that. That was disappointing. Would have been nice to see Dubnik stop that, but I don't know. Um, Brodeen hung him out to dry. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, Brodeen, I can't, I don't think he's been terrible, but that was, the, that play could have really hurt the Wild. It set things in motion because the next play, Blake Wheeler, only a minute later scores his second goal of the season from a shot by Dustin Bufflin. I mean, just put the puck on net. That's all it is. Uh, Blake Wheeler deflects it. The former gopher. Oh boy, Blake Wheeler. I w- it would be nice to have him here, but you can't have every former gopher, can you? <laughs> deflects the pass. And, well, it wasn't even a pass. Deflects the shot, and it goes past Dubnik. That one, I think, was a little bit on the softer side. But, again, last-second deflection, that type of deal. Blake Wheeler, second goal of the season uh, for him. Only three seconds remaining. It's just classic, classic bull crap. You give up a goal with three seconds remaining. You think, well, that's about it. But then, what do you think happened? What do you think happened? <laughs> Bruce Boudreau is known for his, well, you know, he can be a real friendly guy. And he really is a friendly guy. And everybody loves him and everything. But after after some bullcrap happening and the players looking defeated, um, do you remember the famous the famous outburst he had against the Washington Capitals years ago? You, you've heard it on the 1500s and KFANs. I don't have it on me, and I probably don't need to play it. Most of you have heard it. Maybe I'll pick it up one of these days. Uh, but it was basically the same thing. Where hey hey, stop acting like a bunch of crybabies. You know, if don't don't say you want it, show you want it. Go out there and like go out there and take it. You sobs. That type of thing. Stop crying and feeling sorry for yourselves. And that's about what the Wild did. Uh, second period, three goals. Boom, boom, boom. And you saw, <laughs> you saw Gordy Howe hat trick. That's a nice, that's a nice one right there from the number one star of the game, uh, Chris Stewart. You saw goal, assist, and a fight, <laughs> a major, uh, a major penalty from Chris Stewart after a big old fight. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> you gotta love it. Um, it was with Chris. Thornburn, Chris Thornburn, another one of the role players on the Winnipeg Jets, one of the, well, role players, one of the fourth liners of Winnipeg. Um, very cool, nice period. Chris Stewart showing a lot of energy. I like, I like what I'm seeing out of Chris Stewart so far. He's been playing on the third line and the second line. You haven't really seen him on the fourth line because, well, Boudreaux put Jason Zucker in the position where you might have seen Chris Stewart or actually Yakupov. Uh, I keep... Yakupov. I keep calling him Yakupov. Polkinen. Yakupov and Polkinen, man. I would not mind Yakupov on this team right now, but, well, it's Polkinen instead. <laughs> Gotta take what you can get, right? Lord of mercy. Chris Stewart, though. Nice period. Um, nice pass from us. From uh, Jared Spurgeon. A decent pass, anyway, and Stewart finishing on a pretty good move. There was a question for a second there. They weren't sure if it went in, so nobody really celebrated right away. But clearly the puck went past the line, so there you go. It was just kind of Stewart kind of 
trying to power the puck through in traffic, and it, it went through. It was a goal. Chris Stewart's first goal of the season. Just a minute later, Matt Dumba unleashes a powerful shot and goes past <laughs> goes past Hutchinson, who again looked like a stone wall for the longest time. Uh, beautiful on the power play. It was immediately only three seconds into the power play. Uh, Chris Stewart out there on the power play. How about that? That's how much Boudreaux thinks of Chris Stewart so far. And a guy that only had about, you know, 14 points last year to get two points right out of the gate here. Pretty cool. Uh, Dumba again on the power play. That's good. And there you go. That's a big deal to have that powerful shot on the power play. Suter is obviously one of the most talented defensemen in the NHL. And he's a great passer. But you need that powerful shot on the power play. So to see Matt Dumba out there, it just, it, it makes you smile. And guess what? It worked. That's the bottom line. It worked. Two goals right there in, in a minute, basically. Tie game. Bada bing, bada boom. And then only about, well, about seven minutes later, after a beautiful play from Parisi and Charlie Coyle working together with Eric Stahl, put on a nice move past Hutchinson. Just a great pass from Charlie Coyle, who I think is, wow. I mean, he is, he. you're noticing a step up. Um, I'm glad Parisi was able to get a point on that. Parisi, several attempts during the game. That didn't work, uh, unfortunately. There was a play where it was a good... It, well, it wasn't a good pass. It was from Eric Stahl, and it just went off Parisi's skate. Parisi could have had a one-on-one with Hutchinson, unfortunately, but it didn't work. Um, that was disappointing. Parisi and Stahl, you're seeing some chemistry out of them, and that top line looks awesome. Uh, Stahl, Coyle, and, of course, Zach Parisi on the left side there. Um, you're seeing chemistry. You're not seeing finishing ability from Parisi so far, but again, it's two games in. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I think Parisi's going to really pick it up here very soon. And it's nice to see Eric Stahl finishing on it. Again, what was a gorgeous pass from Charlie Coyle. Uh, there you go. Three to two wild. That ended up, well, the wild ended up leading the rest of the way, which was great. Uh, Jonas Brodeen making up for, (laughs) Jonas Brodeen making up for that horrible play. So I can't give him the, uh, James Shepard Memorial. I can't give it to him after this because he, again, putting the puck on net and it went past Hutchinson. It just went right past him. That's what you got to do. I mean, sometimes the goalie's not ready for it or he's screened or whatever it is. Jonas Brodeen unassisted, scoring his first goal of the season and he only had, what, three last year. So there you go. Hopefully he can get up to the double digits this year. Wouldn't that be great? Would be nice to see Jonas Brodeen maybe get 25 points this year. And it could happen with this improved system and this this team with this coach I think is a I think there's a very positive uh very positive vibe with this team with Bruce Boudreaux um when when they come out sluggish he's gonna he's gonna wake them up in a quick hurry and you saw the results this is a game the wild had to win and it's not like you go must win must win must win the second game of the season but this is a team you're going to probably compete for at least a wild card position. Um, if you're going to be a division leader, you have to beat Winnipeg at home. This is the kind of game where you often get a split. Like say you go back, you know, you go home and home with Winnipeg uh, in Winnipeg in Minnesota. You have to win the home games, and the Wild's home record against Winnipeg has been good. So there you go, and it was great to see. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets add a goal very late because again the uh, the they pulled the goalie. It was six on five, that type of situation. Mark Schiffel, uh finishing on that one. His second goal of the season. He scored in the season opener for them uh, the night before, or, or a couple nights before, pardon me. And 
<laughs> Bufflin getting his second assist of the game. He was pretty strong throughout the way. He's always a pain in the butt, the former Blackhawk Stanley Cup champion in 2010. Veteran, obviously, big, big boy for the Jets, unfortunately. <laughs> so the Jets making things interesting for a little bit, but Dubnik stopping most of the stuff coming his way. So thank you very much for that. Only 17 shots on goal for the Jets, though. Uh, just a way better game for the Wild. 31 shots on goal. Overall, faceoffs dominated by the Wild, 55 to 44. Gotta love that, 45, 55, 44%. You get the idea. The Wild, five more hits. There are seven more hits than the uh, than the Jets, and five more blocks also. So very good overall performance by the Minnesota Wild in a game that, boy, it it could have it could have been a disaster. I mean, you do not want to have like a four to one loss to the Winnipeg Jets at home in the in in the uh, the home opener and a team that again you're going to play several times this year and. They they are a team that is very dangerous, uh, a team that you're afraid of if you're going to make the postseason. Um, you, you hope the Wild won't be fighting for a wild card and that they'll actually be a division leader. But, I mean, after games like St. Louis, they may very much be in the wild card situation if that continues. So you have to beat Winnipeg at home. You have to beat Winnipeg at home without a doubt. So And the Wild got the job done. Let's pass out the awards for the week. Uh, it's It's nice to get the first two games under our belt here on Brave the Wild. It, it's good, because I don't want to just sit here for another week, and then you got five, six games or such to talk about. It, it gets to be kind of tiring, and it's not as fresh, and I, I think the quality of the show is, is weaker. So that's just how it is. The Mike Madonna Award, the player of these two games, the week, I'm going to give it to two people, Chris Stewart and Charlie Coyle. Absolutely strong. This is definitely the first one for Chris Stewart. He He's off to a nice start here in his second tenure with the Wild, and it's the right coach. And he's wearing a different number, all that. So really happy with Chris Stewart's production so far for the Wild. The Gordie Howe hat trick in the second period, which was so far the best period of the season for the Wild. 12-2 to two shots on goal. Just dominant performance. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> and Charlie Coyle, strong. I mean, he, he was strong. He scored a pretty, he scored a nice goal. Beautiful pass from Zucker, but he still had to finish it. And he's been a big positive again. Also feeding uh, Stahl on a great pass. So you got to like what Charlie Coyle's bringing. He's going to be one of the best players on the team this year, and he's going to have to be. you got to get 30 goals out of Coyle this year. you just got to. Uh, Jared Spurgeon also very strong in the game, as far as I'm concerned. Always love Jared Spurgeon. I mean, he doesn't make mistakes, and he's productive offensively as well. Um, Eric Stahl looking, looking good so far. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see, though. The chemistry not completely where it needs to be. It's going to take time. A couple weeks, probably, between him, Parisi, and Coyle. But it's... It's not bad. It's it's encouraging, and that's how I stand with that. Uh, James Shepard Memorial, I guess I'm going to give it to Dubnik. It's a soft one, but then again, he gets the soft goals that he, he gives up on occasion that can put the Wild in a in a tough position. That that Yakupov one pissed me off. Uh, Brodeen gets an honorable mention because of that horrible turnover, but luckily, again, he made up for it with a goal, so he's not going to get it. <laughs> it's like you have to give it to one guy. It's going gonna, gonna to be Dubnik. The soft goals given up, um, that, that error's goal wasn't the best. It's like you would have hoped he'd be ready for it, but again, Rodin was more at fault than Dubnik in that one. Uh, it was the second goal that bugged me, the Blake Wheeler one. So there you go. Um, I mean, you only had three more seconds to go. Just please keep it out of the net. I know it's easier said than done. Sitting behind a microphone versus having you know super, you know, having a having players like <laughs> Bufflin and 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 Wheeler coming at you, but. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I have to give it to him. I have to give it to somebody. So there it is. We will take a quick break, and then we'll be back for the previews for next week and, of course, fan interaction on Facebook. <laughs> wild we are gonna preview a couple games here it might have to be four i guess just in case so (laughs) because it goes up into sunday believe it or not so tuesday october the 18th the wild host the los angeles kings um well the kings are not off to the best start and that's fine with me right (laughs) it's probably fine with the most of you too out out there uh they're owing two to start the season uh, both losses, of course. Jonathan Quick was injured in the uh, first game, like a like lower body injury, so that's kind of up in the air. Anze Kopitar leading the way uh, in scoring at this stage. Obviously, it's very new. Braden McNabb <laughs> is one of the goal scorers so far for the club. Uh, Jeff Zotkoff, I guess, is going to be the goalie for the moment, uh, and he's not off to a good start either. He ended up actually finishing the season opener against the Sharks. Uh, he was taken in the third round way back in 06. Um, has not had the best career, kind of a career a career backup in and out of the minors and such. It actually took him forever to get to the NHL, uh, much to his chagrin, I'm sure. It took him about six, seven years to get to the pros. He was decent in his first couple of years with Pittsburgh and then with L.A. so far. Obviously, not, not off to a great start this season. I like the Wilds' chances against the Kings, particularly at home. The Wilds usually play well against them, so I'm going to pick a... I'm going to go with a 3-2 to two win for the Wild in, a, in regulation. I think the Wild should be able to beat the Kings. It may be a tough season for them. Yeah, I think their ship may have sailed, to be honest with you. Yeah, to be fair, I, I think the Wild will win 3-2. to two. I expect to see most likely guy to score. I'll go with Charlie Coyle. I, I might as well go with that one. Um, it's like a safe state. You know, like I always like to say, the most likely guy to score a goal. So I think regulation win. You might see Darcy Kemper get his first debut. That's one other note that I might go with when it comes to the Los Angeles Kings and the Wild. So we'll we'll see. It'll be, uh, it should be a fun game on Tuesday night. So then you head to Thursday that the uh, Wild host the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have one of the phenoms of the league. He scored four goals in his first game, of course, plus three on this season. I like the uh, Maple Leafs so far. They're uh, they got a they they have a future. They won a game and they lost that one in overtime. Believe it or not, they lost <laughs> no overtime loss to the uh, overtime loss in their season opener. Unfortunately for them, and then they beat the Boston Bruins four to one in the second game. The season opener with Ottawa, four goals by Austin Matthews, the phenom, first overall pick in the draft last spring, and here he is already. This is where you wish the Wild had a really bad season so you could get one of these phenoms, and that's what the Wild have lacked pretty much forever, unfortunately. That's just how it goes. Um, Frederick Anderson, he's not that great either. He's allowing about three goals a game so far, but he does have a a win. Much stronger against the Boston Bruins than he was against the Ottawa Senators, that's for sure. Uh, So, we'll see, I guess. Um... I think the Wild can and should beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. It'll be fun to see Austin Matthews. I hear that it's really hard to get tickets for this game because everybody wants to check him out. Should be a very fun, entertaining matchup for the Wild. 
uh, in that one. I think the Wild Dogs should should be able to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, it's gonna be dramatic though. You're gonna see like four to three, maybe an overtime type of situation where the Wild pull it off against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Four to three. It'll be very interesting. Austin Matthews will probably score at some point in the game. I would not be surprised. Though he did not, again, did not score against the uh, Boston Bruins. But clearly, Toronto Maple Leafs, an improved team, at least on the offensive side thus far. Uh, then the Wild move on to Saturday. Maybe you have a couple of back-to-backers against uh, New Jersey. Uh, you have a back-to-back on the uh, Saturday, Sunday, the weekend against New Jersey and the New York Islanders. So the Wild on the road at this stage it will be... Uh, Corey Schneider is uh, off to a decent start once again with the uh, New Jersey Devils so far. The Devils always also made the trade for um, Tyler Hall, and he hasn't done anything as of yet. I don't know. This has always been a tough matchup for the Wild. Hopefully Zach Parise can score uh, for the Wild against against Toronto, the most likely guy to score a goal for the Wild in that one against Toronto. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with uh, Eric Stahl. I'll go with Eric Stahl for that one. I think he'll be the most likely guy to score for the Wild in that case. Uh, at least the Wild hope so, right? <laughs> so we're just going to have to wait and see how that turns out. Um, I don't think the Wild are going to win in New Jersey. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those annoying, frustrating games. Uh, I think the Wild will lose that one. I'll go with 3-2. to two. Wild lose 3-2. to two. Maybe Tyler Hall will finally score a goal at that point. Um, <laughs> Larson, who went to Edmonton, he's he's uh, well, he's certainly helping them. But definitely a stay-at-home defenseman for them. I, I think the Wild can uh, or will not beat the New Jersey Devils, and then the Wild head to Brooklyn to play the New York Islanders. It's Brooklyn now. Oh goody, they're trying to be like the Brooklyn Nets, I guess. I still love their logo and everything, their history. Classic team. I think they're going to be a playoff club. I don't like their connections. I don't like the Minnesota connections. It's kind of frustrating. You get the Nick Letty. We always got to bring that up. And, of course, I don't like Kyle Clutterbuck, who actually has a goal already this season, if you can believe that. <laughs> Andrew Ladd, formerly of the um, of the Winnipeg Jets. He's on the, uh, blue, uh, the uh, Blues, the New York Islanders as well. Decent team, obviously. I think they're... Well, I think they're I think they're a threat in this league. Uh, Halak not up to a good start at all, and the Islanders oh oh for two so far this year. They've lost both of their season their first two games this year. I expect the Islanders to win a couple uh, to win a game or two in between now and then. Um, the Wild's history against the Islanders is kind of all over the place. Uh, Halak again not up to a good start, allowing four goals in his first game. But I suppose I mean everybody has a everybody has a bad game. Thomas Grice. Much better in the second game, allowing only two goals, but unfortunately still did not deliver a victory for an inconsistent uh, start to the season for the Islanders. But I suppose, again, at the beginning of the season, you're going to have that. I think the Wild will... Oof, I want to pick a win in this one. I, I think the Wild will win the game against the Islanders. I think they'll win it. Uh, I'm going to go with a... Mm, I'm going to go with a 3-1 to one type of victory for the Wild. I'm... Not not too impressed with the start of the season for the Islanders, and the Wild have to win one road game. I mean, the, this will be their first road win of the season. They won't beat New Jersey, but they'll beat the uh, the Islanders, believe it or not. Probably we'll see Darcy Kemper in net in one of those two games in the back-to-back situations. Uh, you might see Kemper against the, uh, the Los Angeles Kings, even though you probably won't because you have three days off between now and then. Um, 
hopefully Darcy Kemper, if he, he will turn in a really good one against the Islanders, if he does play that following night. And I got, I, I expect he will, because another thing that Boudreaux does, he rotates the goalies more often. At least historically, he hasn't done it yet, but we'll see. It's only two games into the season, so you will see Darcy Kemper play uh, in in that at least one of the four games coming up, if not two. Um, it's going to be an interesting week for the Wild. I, I'm going to pick them to go 3-1, and one, believe it or not. Um, I liked what I saw last night. I liked the fight from this club and the chemistry. So uh, in, in good faith, I think the Wild will defeat the New York Islanders 3-1 to one on the road. It'll be kind of a surprising victory. And Darcy Kemper uh, will turn in his uh, a nice, strong start. He's He's actually generally been a pretty good season starter, has been Darcy Kemper, and I think that's what will happen there. Zach Parisi will be the most likely guy to score against the New Jersey Devils, against the New York Islanders. I think the most likely player on the Wild to score a goal in that game will be <sighs> Jason Zucker. I'm going to go with Zucker. I think he'll score his, at least his first goal of the season there, maybe his second at that stage. So Jason Zucker will have some type of a breakaway, and he'll finish along the way for that fourth line. Maybe he'll be up in the second line. Who knows what'll happen between now and then, but uh, I'll go with that one so far against the Islanders. You know, I might even might as well say Nino Niederreiter, actually. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Nino Niederreiter against his old club. That would be kind of cool to see, and hopefully it happens. Niederreiter so far, yeah, not so much action on the offensive side, but at least he's been playing the physical game that he does so far in that sense. Let's check in on the Iowa Wild if humanly possible. Uh, you got some more exciting names now versus the last couple of years. The last couple of years, you just saw pretty much Tyler Gravok and uh, Gustav Olsson, good to keep up with. He has a goal already this year, and it's good to see him healthy. That's really important. Sam Anas has a goal in the first two games. Both the Wild and the Wild have two games so far. Uh, Sam Anas has a goal. That's good. Alex Tuck has assisted along the way. Christoph Berchi has an assist along the way. Um... Plus, minus-wise, so far the top player is Scott. Yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> Zarnausen. Zarnausen. Zarnausen, I guess. Yeah, I think I got a Zarnausen. Zarnausen. That wasn't too bad. Um, <laughs> that's a cool name. I guess he's from the Czech, Czech or something. He's from Czech Republic or something. They're showing Michigan, though, but maybe his heritage would be in that sense. Um, very small sample size so far, but it's nice to see... Uh, well, Zach Mitchell's leading the way again. A goal and assist. Zach Palmquist with two assists along the way. But cool to see uh, Sam Anas already have a goal in Olsen. That's encouraging. Those are two guys that hopefully will be will factor in for the Wild along the way. Uh, Curtis Gabriel way ahead in the penalty minutes. He's been very uh, physical out there so far. Nick Steeler has had two games of action. That's nice to see. Uh, Alex Stalock not good in his first game, giving up three goals in a loss. And then Steve McCulloch. Less than two goals, or I guess really two goals, but had to go to overtime in that one. And uh, he was able to deliver a victory. Save percentage 94 versus Alex Stalock's uh, 87% save percentage. So not a good start. Just his first game, though, for Alex Stalock. Nice goalie duo. I think the Iowa Wild are going to have a way, way better season. Uh, I'm very encouraged, actually, when you have the two goalies and you have all these nice prospects now um, along the way. Uh, So far, you haven't seen... Uh, Mario Lucia on the ice. That's interesting. Kind of, uh, I, I don't know what's going on there. Tyler Grayovac has been in two games, no goals so far, but is even so far in the plus minus. So that's good. He hasn't been he hasn't been disappointing in that sense. But though there hasn't been a whole lot to talk about along the way with that one. Actually, Grayovac is a minus four. I'm looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, that's too bad actually. 
So Gravelock, uh, not off to a good start, to be quite honest. He's actually worse on the team in that category. My bad. Long, wrong column there. <laughs> it happens sometimes when you have these lists. But, uh, well, you're going to see an improved season, I think, out of the Iowa Wild. Hopefully they make the AHL playoffs. That would be great. We'll see what happens with that. As for interactions, there really hasn't been a whole lot, unfortunately. So... Hopefully, uh, Daniel Allen and others out there, uh, Chance Costa, give him a shout-out as well. Hopefully, uh, yeah, post on here again, Mark Carlson, Sebastian Balls. I know you guys are out there. I know you listen to the show. Chris Porter, of course. Post on the page. His Facebook page and Twitter would be greatly appreciated. At Brave the Wild for the Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild for the Facebook page. Uh, to get on the show, your voice on the show, call into it. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild. And I'll be very happy to play it on the air. would be greatly appreciated. One to two minutes. Uh, very welcome on the show. Also, um, there's multiple ways to get on. Besides that, maybe you're not from the United States. There's the call now button on the Facebook page, which goes directly through Facebook Messenger to the call-in line. So there you go. You can just click on that. Pretty cool stuff. You could probably, yeah, you can easily do that on your phone. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Also, another way to get a hold of me uh, is through uh, audio submission. You can use the voice recorder on your smartphone or smart device and treat it the same way as you treat a phone call. Then uh, take the file and send it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. And again, it'll be played on air and greatly appreciated. I want to thank you all very much for your listenership, your support of this show. Do check out the season preview if you haven't let, uh, yet. I think it was pretty fun, pretty good start to the season. I analyzed a lot of the young players and the veterans and such. I didn't talk a whole lot about Jason Pominville on that show, I should mention. <laughs> it's like I just didn't really think about him that much, which is kind of sad because, well, he was a good player before. He had a 30-goal season, then he's down to 18, and then he only had 11 goals last year, and that's thanks to a nice little surge during the Torchetta era uh, before he had a concussion right uh, right away as well. Just really frustrating for Jason Pominville. Um, he made a nice move last night. Of course, could not finish on it. That type of thing. You know, uh, Hutchinson was, was there in, in position and made the stop. That type of situation. So hopefully Jason Pominville can regain some of that form. Uh, you're still stuck with him for a couple more years. He'll buy out. Still pretty expensive. But as the years, but as we we're getting closer and closer to the end of that contract, which will be a huge cap relief for this team. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see though. Maybe at the end of this season, the Wild will buy him out if he has another disappointing season. Um, it's just, it, it is what it is. We're kind of stuck with him for the time being. Uh, pretty Seems like a pretty cool guy. He's got a lot of skill, but I, I don't know. Uh, it's just the production has been dropping in a big way. Hopefully uh, Bruce Boudreaux can get something out of him this year. 15 to 20 goals would be greatly appreciated. Certainly not not worth the price of admission at 15 to 20 goals. We're looking for more 20 to 5 to 30, but it is what it is. I mean, you're kind of stuck with what you got in this situation. Um, it sucks, but it's reality. Kind of Danny Heatley-ish, but hopefully not quite that bad. We'll just have to wait and see with that. Thanks again, though, for listening to the show. Please tell your friends. It would be really appreciated. Also, uh, if you could rate Brave the Wild on iTunes. It's dying for some positive reviews on there. Not because they're all bad, but because it's been quiet. Uh, I could really appreciate some five-star ratings out there. Those of you... I mean, a good number of you listen to this show, so please... Take uh, if, if you can, if you're willing to, please take the time 
to uh, write a review on iTunes. It doesn't have to be long, but <laughs> and, and give it a nice five-star rating would be really appreciated if you do like the show. So thanks again. We'll be back in a week, or hopefully the Wild will continue. Uh, we'll, we'll come back with a three-in-one record for the week. That would be awesome. 